0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nostalgia Crew. I am your host, Bill, and as always, I am joined by Danielle. Hello. And this month, we got a lot to talk about. Um, of course, some of our big stuff is going to be a little bit later on. Um, talking about a lot of Muppet news, but we're gonna we're gonna get into that a little bit later on in the show. Um oh, <laughs> okay, I just wanted to see where it was that, it was it was my phone I just wasn't sure where it was.
1: oh yeah <laughs> um
0: okay, so I want to start um with, with okay this first one, which sort of surprised me because I was surprised that they were even still around um so I'm gonna ask you, Danielle' yeah. And I want you to think back to your youth. (laughs) When you read magazines... Right. It it doesn't matter which one, just any magazine in
1: general. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Do you remember seeing ads for Columbia House?
1: I don't remember seeing ads for it, but I'm very familiar with what it is.
0: Okay, because I remember when uh when I used to get my wrestling magazines every month they would be in the magazine. Like they'd have like all this, you know, like CDs and artists and all that stuff. Well, they're finally going out of business after all these years.
1: And you would think and I had heard that and I was like didn't they go out of business 10 years ago? That's
0: pretty much the response of everybody. So You know. Um, now, this was reported on Stereogum.com. Yes, that is a real site. Uh, Michael Nelson wrote this uh, August 11th, so this is more recent. Um, and I'll read. I'll, I'll, I'll pretty much read the whole article because it's really not that long. Any music head who came of age in or around the 80s was at some point a member of the Columbia House Mail Order Record Club. This is how it worked. You started off getting 8 CDs or 12 cassettes for a penny, and then had to buy a bunch more at some obscene markup. If you were there, you remember it well. If you weren't, it must seem impossibly archaic. I joined the, the club several times over, and I think I lived up to the terms of the agreement once. Excuse me. I was afraid my negligence would one day prohibit me from buying a home. I was relieved, however, by some properly inaccurate urban legend spread among my classmates claiming that you couldn't be prosecuted for such contract infringement if you were under the age of 18 when you signed the deal. I'm still not sure if I'm on the hook for those lapsed memberships, to be honest. In any case, it appears I've outlived my creditors, because today the Wall Street Journal reports that the owners of Columbia House have filed for bankruptcy. Hmm. I'm actually shocked by this. Not shocked to learn that Columbia House is going out of business, but shocked to learn that Columbia House was still in business at all. <laughs> the cup co- The competing mail-order provider of the era, the BMG Music Service, called it quits in 2009. Interestingly, BMG obtained Columbia House in 2005, at which point Columbia House was rebranded as a mail-order DVD club. Rolling Stone has the figures in full, but basically, the service peaked in 1996 with profits of $1.6 billion. But as of this year, it has assets worth $2 million and debts of $63 million. <sighs> Seems like bankruptcy was the right call. As it happens, a couple months back, the AV Club did a great roundtable with some folks who wrote blurbs for the old Columbia House catalog. One of whom was Sasha Frary Jones, which is definitely worth reading. It's hard to call this is a sad day because the old school Columbia House that helped to fill the record libraries of a previous generation has been dead for a decade and irrelevant for longer still. But even so, it's sort of a bittersweet reminder. I got a lot of great albums from Columbia House. And a lot of trash, too. And there's a decent chance I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today without the music they provided me way back when. R.I.P. Um... I could tell you, I never joined. Really? I, yeah. I mean, I I, I never joined because I wasn't really number one. I, you know, I wasn't that big in the music, um, in the time that I was growing up. And plus, if I had joined, I'm sure my parents would have been like, "Oh, you do this, and then you have to pay this and this and this." So. I, I never really got into it but I always heard about it and saw it like I said in the magazine. So and and my reaction is probably the same as everybody's. I I was still surprised they were in business. But, yeah. But to still have what what was it, assets worth two million dollars? That's not that bad. I know. But
1: we were members.
0: Oh you um, were.
1: My family was yes. <laughs> My mother. Um, we'd get the little. Um, I think it was like you got these little postage stamps that looked like um, that had the picture of the video cassette because this is how long this was mm-hmm. um, on it, and you got like seven of them for 99 for a penny or for nine cents or whatever, and you put them on the little thing. Right. So, well, so that's what we did. Um, I'm trying to remember. I know we got Clueless. Clueless is where we got it. That I remember. Um, I, I don't remember what else we got from it. Um, but I do recall that what they would do is once a month, they would send you a movie. And if you kept it, you got charged for it. But if you did, you sent it back, you didn't. And um, we wound up with Jerry Maguire... Ransom. And I think my best friend's wedding.
0: (laughs) Do you you remember how much they charged you on those movies?
1: I don't because I was 12 and it was just my parents saying, Hey, don't open it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and I did buy CDs from them when I got a little older. Mm Um, or I think my parents, let me use the money to buy CDs um, from it. Uh I got like I think like the Jackson Fives greatest hits album or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um but yeah pretty much by the time I was in high school though I was getting CDs from like Sam Goody and if there was like a movie I really wanted to see badly I just mm-hmm. I got in the habit of taping it off of HBO so
0: right.
1: it didn't really matter to me what <laughs>
0: I think what probably killed Columbia House, and I'm sure this answer is the same with a lot of different uh, stores like this, was the internet.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Because, you know, you had Amazon coming in, and this is long before iTunes was a factor. This is Mm -hmm. long before MP3s was a factor. Um, you know, all the different stores and then, you know, the chain stores, you know, had like online stores as well. So I would say that is probably what killed Columbia House in the beginning. So, but yeah, I mean, like when I, when I go through the magazines or when I did, you know, before I posted a lot of them up on eBay, I, I still remember seeing them in the magazines. So, yeah.
1: I never would have thought that. Because um, I don't even remember you getting a... It, it had been so long since I had used it, I didn't even know they had started... You started giving DVDs away. Like I thought they had folded long before that had happened.
0: Yeah, so, I, I didn't even know.
1: Yeah, so... But yeah, definitely the internet um, certainly... Shut it down. Also, I think what shut it down was the fact that um, movies come out much quicker. Yeah. Now than they, because I remember when we were kids, you'd have to wait like a year between like theater and home movie. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and also cable. You know, because a lot of channels are um, airing, you know, movies, and it's easier to purchase.
0: See, you kids don't know what we had to deal with.
1: Yeah, you really like uh, don't. I was on IMDb, and they have like you know parts where they can ask questions about a movie, you know, frequently asked questions. And one of the frequently asked questions under the Santa Claus was, "Why is this kid so excited about the Disney Channel?" And, or like because back in 1994, you had to pay extra to get it.
0: Yeah, you did. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So there you go. All
0: right. <laughs> Well, Columbia House, I'm sure, will be missed by music lovers everywhere, and I never got the chance, so I probably saved myself <laughs> hundreds upon hundreds of dollars. So. You
2: probably
0: did. All right. Danielle has a story, and I think this comes into a topic that we have talked about a lot on the show.
1: And yes, we have. Um Actually, I've had this stuff for a few months, but we've had so much other stuff to talk about that it keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. Um, but uh, we were talking about Fuller House and how it's going to be, you know, the new Full um, House. that's picked up um, with DJ as an adult, and she's a widow.
2: When
1: mm-hmm. it that has um, her kids, and Stephanie and Kimmy are going to help her raise the kids, kind of like a newer version of the original show right it's gonna be on netflix um it is now in production they have filmed at least three episodes um the there's a fan page on facebook that you can keep up with to follow it um it's run by there's this girl her name's mayor she's awesome um she runs the fan page for the girl meets world and so she's doing the same for fuller house but I'm pretty sure once the date gets closer, Netflix is going to have an official page right. for it. Because they have one for Arrested Development and their other programs. So um, so they will. But um, she's been covering it. Uh, also, if you have Snapchat, John Stamos has set up an account with behind-the-scenes clips and photos for the fans to go look at. So follow... Stamos Official, it's one word, on Snapchat, if you have it. He has... Although right now, he's currently in production on his new sitcom on Fox, so there's more... The clips are of that, but once he gets back to the Fuller House set, I'm sure he'll have more, but...
0: And, and sorry to interrupt, cheap plug, um, John Stamos' show, The Grandfather, yeah, um, <laughs> is actually going to be one of these shows that's going to be up on for consideration on SunsetFlipShow.com, September the 1st, I'm going to be participating in the first annual TV draft. Ooh. So will that show be selected by one of the participants, including myself? You'll have to tune in <laughs> September the 1st to find out. Ooh.
1: Okay. Well, I will be watching that show when it comes out.
0: So. so well, yeah. actually, you would have to listen to the draft to... Uh,
1: well yeah, but I mean Oh Grand the
0: grandfather okay, yeah.
1: When it comes on Fox, I'm going to be watching it fingers crossed. Although sadly it's on opposite Muppets,
0: which we will get to later. Yes, we will be getting to a lot of Muppets stories <laughs> later oh, I'm in so the show.
1: Right now it's on opposite, so it's tricky. But anyways, um, back to Fuller House. Um there's also been there's they've got everybody but the Olsen twins back. Right. They've got, they even got Mickey and Alex.
0: I did see the picture.
1: Yes. they're like, they are in their early 20s, so if you feel old now, <laughs> and you wouldn't know that was them. I wouldn't have known No,
0: them, no. They
1: tweeted, and so on, John Stane was tweeting the picture and said, yeah, it's amazing how old your sons look when you haven't seen them in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> but they got everybody else back, and I'm perfectly fine With them not having the Olsen's ones, I really am, you know. As long as they just mention where Michelle is, I really don't care. You know. And also, um, in addition to that, there have been articles posted with character descriptions of the new characters on the show. Oh, boy. um, That includes DJ's children um, and Kimmy's daughter. Right. As well as Danny's new wife. He got married. You son of a bitch. It were supposed
0: to have it on the show. Damn it! I know. Um, if if I didn't have Terry. if I if I didn't have so many boxes around my basement right now, I'd be throwing stuff.
1: Well, her name is Terry, and you get to meet her. Terry Tanner. Terry Tanner. Oh
0: my god. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. It. The original casting call was for an African American woman, but now she I uh, was cast by a Latino actress, so I don't know yeah. she, I mean I don't really care what we're i
0: am I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah, um, but her name is Terry. She's described as an act attra- attractive, vivacious, and youthful and has quite an appetite for Danny and isn't afraid to shower him with affection. In other words, get excited for some hot bop sagging CBA. Oh my God.
0: Now, okay, now do we have a name for the actress?
1: Oh, yes, um, her name is, this was, the articles that I'm reading from were before the, or from a few months ago before people were cast. Okay. So these are just the descriptions of the part, but actually, the actress who will be playing her is named Eva LaRue. Mm-hmm. okay. She was on All My Children. Uh, played uh, for those who watched all my children, she was Dr. Maria Santos on All My Children. She was also Detective Nat- Natalia Boa Vista on CSI Miami. For those who watched that show,
0: I, I gotta take a look at a picture of her. Yeah, You, you, you keep, keep going.
1: Yeah, she's really pretty. Um. So, but um, and I'm looking through all the other stuff she did, and none of this is anything I really watched.
0: Oh, there it is. Evil... But she
1: has quite a, you know, a resume. I mean, she's not, you know...
0: she... Yeah, I mean... She's almost... She'll be 49 at the end of the year looking Uh, at her birthday. You wouldn't think she's in her 40s.
1: No. Most soap opera actors have that. So, So she's Terry. Um... They are also casting for the role of Fernando, who is Kimmy's ex-husband.
0: <laughs> I I in a way I almost want to play Abba's song Fernando. <laughs> in the air the night, the stars so bright, Fernando.
1: He has quite an appetite for the opposite sex, which is partially why him and Kimmy are no longer. <laughs> so
0: family. he's gay. Oh, this is Oh, this no, is already. He's not ga- oh, he's not gay. No,
1: he has an opposite, for he the he opposite ever said sex. sex. He's a cheater.
0: Oh, sheesh. Okay, Whoa!
1: Still, that's pretty. Considering that on Full House, we rarely ever saw Kimmy really in a relationship, except for Dwayne, who said whatever all the time. I mean, really, who did you. So, I, I'm interested in seeing that. But he's trying to get back together with Kimmy, and is close with their daughter. And under that, their daughter is Ramona, 12 to 13 years old. And um, she's described as being smart but not into school. Her interests include boys' fashion, being cool, social media, and taking pics every second of every day. (laughs)
0: Okay, I'm looking at, uh... Eva LaRue's biography on IMDb. Yeah. She has been married and divorced three times.
1: Well, that's normal in Hollywood.
0: Her probably most famous marriage... Is the first one. She used to be married to John O'Hurley. Mm-hmm. She has a daughter. Um... Her name is Kaya, not Kaya, Kaya. Um, She was born December 6, 2001, so she'll be, she's 13 right now, so. So, interesting. Good good choice, but my only thing, and I'm going to stay calm on this one. Right. Because I'm not going to throw a temper tantrum like I did a moment ago.
1: Okay.
0: They have to do. They have to do an episode of when Danny and Terry meet and leads to the eventual wedding. Sort of like a flashback episode.
1: Well, the thing is, is that Danny, they're reoccurring characters. They're not regulars. So you. They. Most of the old cast was back for, like, a reunion show, a special reunion show. Um, Like, I don't know, like, Girl Meets World, they did one where his parents came back because it was Christmas, so they all got together.
0: Right, but I I would just think
1: that, you know,
0: if not the first season, sometime down the line.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be interesting to see. Um, But I'm glad you had the reaction that most of the internet that um when the article is published, people were like, "What happened to Vicky?" I'm like, "They broke up."
0: Yeah, because I remember we talked about that, and then yeah. he stayed single the rest of the series.
1: They broke up. He was actually during the last series dating um Stephanie's best friend's mom, and I kind of wish that had not worked out,
0: but you know, oh well, it is,
1: it is what it is. Um, also, so that's um, Ramona, and now. DJ has two sons, Jesse Daniel, aka JD, who worshiped his father and is having a difficult time coping with the loss. Um, It said that um, DJ's late husband was a fireman. So I guess he was killed in live. Oh, jeez. And um, she's trying, DJ's trying to make him a better person. And. He allegedly resents her for this. He's a musician, rides bikes just like his great-uncle Jesse. Oh, boy. And then there's Max, her younger son, who takes after Grandpa Danny. Ah!
0: There's going to be a lot of cleaning.
1: Takes tremendous pride in keeping his room tidy, his shirt tucked in, and has already mastered the art of hospital quarters. Oh, my God. (laughs) A tech geek who also whacks rhythm. It'll oh, be fun.
0: This is going to be interesting. Yeah,
1: it's going to be a fun... And
0: and then she is pregnant in the show.
1: Well, they've actually rewrote that. Uh-huh. Um, she, The baby's already been
0: born. Oh, good. Okay. So, yeah. Now, is do we know if the baby's a boy or a girl?
1: I don't know.
0: Because she... it would make sense if the third was a boy and then she would have all boys. Yeah. Where yeah. Danny had all girls.
1: Right. Right. Um, so, I don't know how that's going to turn out. Um, but I do, from these character descriptions, I think if it runs a few, like as long as the original show did, I think they're going to try to make DJ's son and Kimmy's daughter get together. Because oh, no. they're the same age. I know, still. And she kind of thinks the Tanners are lame. And I don't know, that would be kind of funny, actually. <laughs> um, but. Hey, Mr. D. Yeah, I don't, um, they didn't say what the baby was. I only, did, like I said, this is the character description before they started, um, you know, pre-production. Mm-hmm. And Candace Cameron gave an interview recently where she explained, yeah, we decided to jump ahead a little bit and the babies are even born. Um, And the heading made it sound as though, made me think the worst because it said, oh yeah, she's no longer pregnant. I'm like, oh shit. It's like, did they? Like TGIF, but they didn't go into. Oh my god! But no, she's. They just jumped ahead. Yeah. So um, it's very similar to Full House, but I don't care. <laughs> I still want to see them.
0: I I I, I still want to see this show.
1: Yeah, it, I um, really am very excited. On
0: on paper, this sounds good.
1: I'm very excited, but yes, yeah, it is on Netflix. It is only going to be on, on Netflix. Netflix. So, if you don't have Netflix,
0: join, join the rest of the world.
1: Join Netflix. Borrow someone's account if you have to. Or
0: get or get a gift card.
1: Get a gift card, yes. Yeah.
0: Like I like I got.
1: Yes, you did. Thank
0: you, by the way, Daniel. I've already used it, and it's helped <laughs> me tremendously.
1: Well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got him a Netflix gift card for his birthday a couple months ago. Yeah,
0: 30 bucks. Yes. Yeah. Thirty bucks for my thirtieth. That's 30, perfect.
1: 30th. Yeah. <laughs> so um. Yeah. You can also um, if you, if someone you know in your house has a Netflix account, you can create multiple user accounts. So yes, that way, can. if you choose to watch Fuller up. House and this person hates Full House, it won't show up
0: on their stream. You can go. I think up to five accounts.
1: Yes, you can. So, all right. Cause there are people like complaining and bitching. Oh my God, I can't watch it.
0: I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to give the first season a try. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I'll decide after the first season, if I'm going to yeah. you know, continue to watch it for season two and season three or just right. stop. So
1: Well, they have to, you know, if they get picked up to do another season. Right. They, they got
0: to up. get, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They got to get picked up
1: first. So Right. Oh, and on another slight note, um, Arrested Development, they are doing another season on Netflix. They're in talks about it right now.
2: All right.
1: So look out for them. I hope that they can coordinate the actor schedules better because season four kind of sucked as a result of that. Mm. But, anyways. All right. So Uh, your turn.
0: Well, I I did want to add real quick I saw, I, I don't remember if it's TV Guide or Entertainment Weekly they had a still photo of the unauthorized Full House movie that's coming out later this month. And I can already tell they have made a mistake in the, in the setting, in the scene.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'll explain what the set was on the original show real quick and then what it was in the picture.
1: All right. And I also know why it's like that, but
0: go on. <laughs> okay. So for the living room is basically the scene mm-hmm. or the set. And you go down the steps and the couch is on the right. In the picture for the movie, the couch is to the left and the stairs are to the right.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So for those of yeah. you know, every aspect of detail
1: Oh, definitely, and I went the same way because I had the misfortune of watching the Saved by the Bell one. Also, if you really, um, if you're really pissed off, there is a 90210 one in development as well. So, Mm. (laughs)
2: there.
1: But what it is is that um, when Lifetime does these unauthorized movies, they don't. They usually don't get rights to the original.
0: Um, footage of the show, right? So, but it also in that they can't recreate, recreate the original set. Hello, hello, Danielle, are you there? I think we lost up. Yep, yeah, we lost Danielle. Um, she'll be back on momentarily here. Um, so while, oh, there we go. I think we got her back now. Yeah, we're still waiting. So anyway, while um we're waiting to get Danielle back on, I wanted to talk about a an experience that every single person should go and do at least once in their life. And that is attend a weird out uh, yeah, weird out concert. Um and I was just absolutely amazing. The the, the whole show was. Um and, and I and I got to see him while I was on vacation. And oh man. So Danielle has come back, thanks to her internet.
1: Right. Um
0: I wanted to talk about, and I, and I had started before um, I had stopped and you had left. Right. Uh, while I was on vacation.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I'm saying this. Everybody has to do this at least once in their life.
1: What?
0: Go see Weird Al in concert. You saw him? Yes. Uh, oh, that was awesome. In Williamsport. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, I've not been to a lot of concerts in my life. I've seen Katy Perry. Pretty much I'll list everybody. I've seen Katy Perry. I've seen Van Halen. I've seen Iron Maiden with Alice Cooper. I've seen Def Leppard. Weird Al has the most entertaining concert in the world from beginning to end. It was just absolutely amazing, and I'm not going to spoil much for those that have tickets and want to are going to plan to see him in concert during his world tour, which now is going into the end of 2015, the beginning of 2016. Um, so he starts the concert actually outside the venue because of the. The tacky video, the the parody of Happy,
1: uh huh,
0: and I like I swear because we my dad and I we had good seats. It's a small venue, but everywhere was a good seat. So Weird Al comes in and he goes into the crowd, and he actually passed us when he was singing his song, it, and it was really cool. Um, oh. but. It's just a really good show. He sings, you know. Um, it's a combo of some of his old songs and new songs. And when they, you know, do change or you know st- uh, changes for clothing and stuff, they'll play video clips, you know, that is related to Weird Al, you know, either in TV or news or whatever. And then there is one part where they actually do an acoustic set. Of some of their older songs, uh, Eat it, I lost on Jeopardy and like a surgeon, which was really good. And in the best part, and my dad and I we joked about we, we have joked about this part since the since the show. And it's up on YouTube so everybody go watch this video. It's weird out interviewing Eminem. And, uh, because Eminem, the editing is so good. So he's like, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do, you know, yes, you know, yes, you know, yes, yes, yes. yes, Shut up! (laughs) And then Eminem talks about the gender of rap. Let me repeat that. The gender of rap the gender the gender of rap not genre the gender of rap really oh my god and weird I was like gender don't don't you mean genre oh so it was hilarious and uh, then and then he did Amish Paradise and you know that song is almost 20 years old and there are people still putting their arms, waving them in the air like they just do
1: not care. Oh my god! And oh,
0: then that's
1: wonderful that he's still doing it all these years.
0: And, and then for the encore, yeah. he did "The Saga Begins," which is a parody of American Pie and Yoda. So, and and before I had gone to the concert, like for years, even the weird the fan or the people that were not fans of Weird Al said, oh, I went to see a show, and he was absolutely amazing. So if you are a fan or if you're not a fan, I definitely recommend going to see Weird Al concert. It's nonstop. It's like two hours of just pure entertainment. The best entertainment value, I think, of any artist going today even the current singers could not top i think an entertainment value to wear it out oh <laughs> i don't know if he ever
1: been
0: to baltimore uh he was i think he was at pier 6 um earlier this summer i didn't get to that show and he was also at wolf trap which i didn't get to go so but yeah i would go again in a heartbeat
1: Oh, yeah, I'd love to go. My um, college has had um, Weird Al to Tiger Fest um, for, like, I don't know if they still have that page. <laughs> yeah. But they were, you know, people were really pushing for him to be at Tiger Fest at Towson University, where I went to um, Well,
0: there, are, Well, there are people, and this has been going on for years, who have been petitioning to have Weird Al be the halftime act of the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I found that when I was trying to find the Pirate fest page, um, and I am in total agreement of that.
0: I mean, you can't get any better, I think. But um, Upcoming dates of his tour include, and I'm not going to include today's recording, so I'll skip that one. August 18th, Houston, Texas at the Bayou Music Center. August 19th, San Antonio at the Majestic Theater. The 20th in Austin, tickets are sold out for that show. Mm -hmm. August 21st, Grand Prairie, Texas at the Verizon Theater at Grand Prairie. Uh, August 23rd, there are two shows in Denver at the Paramount Theater. Both shows are sold out. August 24th, Sandy, Utah, that show is sold out. August 26th, Tucson, Arizona, August 28th, Del Mar, California at the Del Mar Racetrack. The concerts are free with racetrack admission. The 29th, San Francisco, California, that is sold out. August 30th, in Folsom, California, that is sold out. And the 31st is also sold out. And to go... And I said he's going to the end of this year and probably into next year, December 28th. He will be in Lorne, Australia at the at the Falls Music Festival. He'll be uh, in Marion Bay on the 29th for that festival. He'll be there in Byron on New Year's Eve. And he'll be there January the 10th, 2016, in Busselton in, for the Southbound Festival. Wow. And for more ticket info, if you want to see him, go to Weirdowl.com. Busy guy. Mm-hmm. Well, when you had the number one album in the world, you know, last year, why wouldn't yeah. you? All right, do you have another story?
1: Well, um, I wanted to continue what I was saying when I got cut off first. And then oh, okay. But, yeah, what I was saying is, Lifetime, when they make those unauthorized movies, they never get the rights to anything, hardly ever, except the story. <laughs> um, in fact, I think their most um, worst possible example was they did a movie about the life of Aaliyah, but didn't get the rights to any of her Oh, songs.
0: yeah, I do remember that.
1: So... And I'm like, if you're going to... That should have been a red flag to just not make the movie. And, and then, like, Aaliyah's family
0: was against the movie. Right. Even before it came out.
1: So they have to do that. And um, when they did Save by the Bell, I was watching And I was like, I don't remember this episode at all. And um, so that was kind of odd. But... um. I remember uh, also they got some facts wrong too. And the funny thing is about the full house one, John Stamos said the only they only got one fact about the whole thing. Oh no. And that was that um he wanted he originally wanted the Olson twins to be replaced. That was true.
0: Wow. Can you can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine if they had done that?
1: Well, because they were really, they were, you have to remember that they were babies when they first started. Right. And um, they were very fussy babies. So they, um, you know, it was um, difficult, you know, to work with babies and totally understandable. But um, but to be fair, though, they later wanted to fire one of them and replace them with just one... Um, you know, because when they use twins on sitcoms, they had, um. it's customary usually for them, once they get older, they use just one mm-hmm. as they get older. um, Like, I think the best example would be uh, Bewitched. They had just, one, they were twins when she was little, but then once she got older, they just kept one kid.
0: I I wouldn't have known because I don't I didn't watch Bewitched.
1: Yeah. Also, they discover that as they get older, in some cases, like the Olsen twins are fraternal, so Mm -hmm. some. But you could I still couldn't tell them apart when I was yeah. So, all right. But anyways, the other thing I wanted to discuss was um, this article I found. This article is a few months old, but uh, that millennials um.
0: Okay, hold, hold on, can I just ask something before you go further? Sure. What the hell is a millennial? I've heard this for like a year, and I have no okay. idea.
1: Well, millennials refer to, we're millennials. Our generation. Although what it is, though, is that they've shoehorned generation, because the um, young adults of the 90s were Generation X, Mm-hmm. and then we are Generation Y, and then what's coming up now is Generation Z. But because there are so many similarities in some of the, you know, is things that we're dealing with, they kind of shoehorned us all together and called us millennials.
2: Hmm.
1: But what they are forgetting, as I'm going to demonstrate with this article, is that not all of us are from the same time. So, um, but they're saying that millennials have trouble talking on the phone. Lie. Okay. Well, some of us can be nervous talking on the phone, and they say it's because we um, have do not have the experience to pick up the phone and make a phone call first due to having grown up with email, text, and aim. Lie. Lie. (laughs) Because I don't know about you, but when we when i was a teenager having a cell phone was just starting to become a thing for kids exactly it wasn't the norm exactly so that's lie number one yeah (laughs) but um i'm i do get nervous talking on the phone um depending on who i'm calling um it is a bit nerve-wracking, but it has nothing to do with, you know, being dependent. And I think that's the myth, is that we all were, like, growing up in the tech age. Not all of us were. Right. We were, like, I, I, I think our generation's the luckiest because we have the best of both worlds, personally. I,
0: I think we're the last generation
1: that yeah.
0: would have, you know, would have, like, the combination of both.
1: Great. Right. So, yeah, I, um, I think that they don't realize that, yeah, we, I mean, there is some stuff like, um, I remember reading a babysitter's club book and them mentioning call waiting like it was some sort of option. (laughs) It was. (laughs) So, I, I mean, yeah, there's some things that obviously, yeah, we haven't experienced, but you know, don't discount us as to not knowing what, you know?
0: Exactly.
1: Right. Don't. But, I mean, I remember there was a, I had a friend in high school who had her own phone number in her room. You called, um, you could call her house. Right. And you would get her room, like her parents would answer, you'd get her. And I thought that was a big deal. No, just don't judge all of us.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Are there any other lies in that, or uh, or is that it?
1: If you're well, um, it's just giving tips from a quote-unquote psychologist on how to overcome fear of
0: the phone. Oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> I think we could stop on that.
1: Yeah, I know. Plus, we were. I mean, you try calling somebody you like. Shoot. That's for anybody. You try doing that.
0: That's for anybody.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, all right. <laughs> now we're gonna get into two stories, which are both Muppet related. That. Probably depending on who you are, will upset people. And I'm and I'm gonna save the one that Danielle and I have been talking about for however long, for a little bit later. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start off with this news. I don't know. I don't know if you have heard this story or not, Danielle. Uh
1: huh. Um,
0: but it is about Sesame Street.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, and Pitt.
0: Okay, let me read the let me read the article. This is from the New York Times. Uh, Emily Steele is the one who wrote this article, and it does go into good detail the entire situation. The letters of the day on Sesame Street are H B and O. Sesame Workshop, the nonprofit group behind the children's television program, has struck a five-year deal with HBO, the premium cable network, that will bring first-run episodes of Sesame Street exclusively to HBO and its streaming outlets starting in the fall. The partnership, announced Thursday, will will allow the financially challenged Sesame Workshop to significantly increase its production of Sesame Street episodes and other new programming. The group will produce 35 new Sesame Street episodes a year up from the 18 it now produces. It will also create a spin-off series based on the Sesame Street Muppets along with another new educational series for children. After nine months of appearing only on HBO, the shows will be available free on PBS, home to Sesame Street, for the last 45 years, it is an unexpected union, the nonprofit behind a TV show created to teach children in underserved, undes, or underserved communities, matched with the premium cable network that targets affluent adults with innovative programming. But the deal speaks to the digital transformation upending the television, upending the television business primarily the explosion of streaming video, creating a generation of children who watch shows on demand, often on a mobile phone or tablet, instead of flipping on a TV. For Sesame Workshop, the deal helps elevate funding pressures the group has faced, especially since important revenues from sources like DVD sales have eroded. HBO, in turn becomes a stronger force in children's TV, a viable area of programming as it pushes further into streaming and seeks subscriber growth. Still, Sesame Street's decision to broadcast its new shows on a premium, pay TV service like HBO, and not free on PBS until months later, drew an immediate backlash. On social media, hundreds of commentators said that the arrangement with HBO created a perception of an economic class divide with Sesame-favoring privileged children and jettisoning its commitment to less-advantaged ones whom the show was originally aimed at. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Kids are getting squeezed in the middle, said Tim Winter, president of the Parents Television Council, a nonpartisan education group that advocates for responsible entertainment. In order to watch original episodes of the most iconic children's program in television history, Parents are now forced to fork over $180 per year and subscribe to the most sexually explicit, most graphically violent television network in America. I can't imagine a greater juxtaposition in television than this. The group called for HBO to allow non subscribers to watch original Sesame Street episodes free. In a statement, an HBO spokesman said, quote, We are incredibly proud of our role in securing the future of Sesame Street, unquote, and its availability to PBS for free. Other critics said that the Sesame-HBO partnership could undermine its pedagogical mission. That's a big word. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Um, And then it goes on and on and on and on. Okay, so my first reaction to this was more shock than Mm -hmm. anger. Um, I was really surprised because all of us, all we've ever known, you know, is Sesame Street on PBS. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, So now, you know, you have families who are less fortunate that are going to have to wait a long time for new episodes of Sesame Street to air on PBS when they've already had it aired on HBO. Right. Now the one advantage that I do see to this are the number of episodes. Yeah. They nearly double the episode amount.
1: Yeah. I mean there's that but in the grand scheme of things everything you just said that kind the fact that there's more episodes really isn't anything.
0: <gasps> right.
1: I, yeah, I I'm upset about it for pretty much every reason they just said. <laughs> I I think it is ridiculous. They're, not everybody has HBO. Not everybody has because even with the streaming thing, you still gotta pay for that. Exactly. Too. So, I mean, not only that, but HBO isn't exactly. If this were in the '90s, I would get it, but. HBO isn't exactly in the children's programming business anymore. No, they're not. In the nineties, yes, they had happily ever after fairy tales for every child, and other and Bar Bar and all that. Yeah.
0: Do you mean Bad Bar Brad
1: Bar. Bar Bar. I was a kid. Come here, Bar Bar. I was not a very smart child. All right. So, um, I don't think that. They, I mean, they have HBO Family. They have the HBO Family Channel.
0: Right. They have HBO Family and HBO Family West.
1: Yeah, but. But
0: it's basically the same channel.
1: Yeah, it's the same channel. But I mean, I don't even think they are any new programming on there either. Most of their stuff is reruns. Yeah. Of the stuff they made ten years ago, so if they had said, "Well, we're going to put it on HBO Family." Yeah, I. That's fine. But the main issue I have with it is the fact that they get it before PBS gets it. Like if they said, okay, we've released we've made a deal to air Classic Sesame Street on that, Earth,
0: I would understand. Yeah,
1: I would be totally in favor of that. I think that yes, Classic Sesame Street needs to be seen. Fine, but not that, oh, um, we're gonna get it before PBS gets it. So that means like, if especially, I don't know if they still do it, but I remember when Sesame Street had holiday specials, Hmm. And they had a, they had a, I remember they had a New Year's Eve special one year when I was a kid, and I remember watching it. They did? Yeah.
0: Wow. I have never heard of that
1: one. I have to go look it up, because they did, because I watched it. Um, Um, and they, um...
0: Can I just ask real quick? Sure. Was it for Y2K?
1: No. That would have
0: been hilarious. That would have been the best New Year's episode. Oh, I found it. I'm going to
1: go post it in the, if you are in the Nostalgia Crew group, I will be posting the link right now. Here it is. All right. It's just, it's the song. Actually, hold on. Let me just turn this on and make sure that Yeah, why don't
0: you double check real
1: quick. What I remember because I do remember and it it says 1993, which is around the time I remember watching it. Yep. Yep. It's, it is. New Year's Eve special Sesame Street stays up late. 1993.
0: Yep. <laughs> and then they had, then they had the adult version. Sesame oh, yeah. Street stays up late, gets drunk, gets into a fight.
1: So, yeah, um, that that is
0: what it is. You. know, but, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: But yeah, um, they've done those. They've done Christmas special. Yeah, I
0: remember Christmas.
1: So if they go back to doing this, I don't know if they still um, do them, does that mean that HBO is going to air it around Christmas and the kids won't get to see it until later, you know? Yeah, that's true. So I, I just I just think the whole idea is ridiculous. And, I mean, HBO doesn't even air kids' movies anymore. <laughs> every, every once in a while. Oh, they do? Okay. But
0: not very, you know...
1: Yeah, I, I just don't know. I, I just think it's crazy. I mean, it's sad enough that
0: Maria's leaving. <laughs> you you know, you know what's sad about this?
1: What
0: is the fact that we'll never get Tony Soprano on Sesame Street on HBO? Oh. That would have been the funniest thing. Yo, who the who the fuck is this cooking yeah. Monster think He is, huh? Going into my territory? I'm gonna be a fucking head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. There are so many, like, situations that they could have done. Mm. I know. Oh, well. But. Yeah.
1: So. But, yeah. Anyways, I just posted the link on the group. You could also see what Baby Bear looked like before the bait in 1993 because he looks different.
0: Mm. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just find this surprising, you know. Because I, number one, I never even heard of any talks whatsoever with Sesame Workshop, which is the parent company of Sesame Street. Right. And HBO. I, I didn't hear a thing. This just came out of the blue.
1: I had to check to see if it was one of those um, trolling sites to <laughs> when I saw the headline.
0: Well, if the New York Times is reporting it, then I'm going to believe it.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I believe it's true. It's just, uh, no, a friend of mine had posted it from, like, a you know like another site that I had never heard of. So I thought, oh, is this one of these, like, onion things? <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah. Well, if you don't have HBO and you have kids that love Sesame Street, you're screwed. Let's just put it that way.
1: Or buy the DVDs. Or actually, no, that kind of makes it. Rent the DVDs. From the
0: library, or Netflix,
1: or Netflix.
0: Or Netflix, yeah, okay. All right, now let's get into the other story. And this, okay, this is how big this story is. It was it started on Facebook, and then it went to TV Guide. And Kermit and Miss Piggy are on the cover of the latest TV Guide magazine. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read what Kermit the Frog wrote on Facebook. And you actually tagged me to this before (laughs) I left for vacation. So, I will do my Kermit impression. Mm -hmm. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. After careful thought, thoughtful consideration, and considerable squabbling, Miss Piggy and I made the difficult decision to terminate our romantic relationship. Sheesh. We will continue to work together on television, The Muppets, Tuesday 8 p.m. this fall on ABC, and in all media now known or hereafter devised in perpetuity throughout the universe. However, our personal lives are now distinct and separate, and we will be seeing other people Pigs, frogs, et all. This is our only comment on this private matter. Thank you for understanding. Yay! <laughs> okay, so that was Kermit's um, thing. So, TV Guide, like I said, they got Kermit and Miss Piggy on the cover. And, there, and there's a good article about the Muppets you know, coming on. And I'm sure they'll be selected in the TV draft on SunsetFlipShow.com September the 1st. And they actually asked Kermit and Miss Piggy some questions. So, here we go. How is an onset at the Muppets since you broke up? I have always
2: been professional, so it really has no effect whatsoever on the workplace for moi. But you seem uncomfortable, Kermit no, I'm fine. I'm totally comfortable that you turned your back on your true love. Good grief. And ran into the
0: arms of another woman. Okay, let's calm down. Is there anything you want your fans to know? Do we have to talk about this? This
2: is public. Our fans have expectations. They want to see certain things. But people out there would like to see us together. And I am sad that I have to disappoint them. But they're still going to enjoy this. And they're going to see some action. Maybe not between us. Can you really
0: work together successfully? Sure. I mean, things change over the course of one's many years. We have worked together successfully for a very long time and will continue to do so then say one nice thing about each other. Piggy is extremely talented and this will be a wonderful television program. Hey, Kearney, at one
2: time you had very good taste. Well, thank you.
0: At one time? <laughs> Sheesh. Okay, here's my reaction to this. And I'm going to take the Danielle point of view like she did with Homer and Marge. <laughs> this is freaking bullshit. These two break out, get back together, break out, get back together, break up, get back together. It really doesn't mean anything to me. It really doesn't.
2: Okay.
0: Plus, plus, this is for this is just another another um, publicity stunt for a TV show. There, I said it. I've been a Muppet fan since I was a little kid. This is nothing more than a publicity stunt. Well,
1: that's basically how I feel about
0: it. Yeah, but you're a lot more sad, sadder. I'm
1: a little, a little bit, but they're gonna get it's part of the plot of the show that's all it is they're publicizing a show and the fact that they're broken up is part of the plot of the show Mm -hmm. because if you watch the um they released like an extended trailer there's like the the clip that they showed to abc that got it picked up there's like a 10 minute clip that shows the whole you know and in the clip you see kermit's new girlfriend
0: uh, yeah. I, okay. I want to be surprised
1: then. Okay, well, no, she's, she's nobody you've heard of. She's a she's a new character.
0: Okay, so it is a Muppet.
1: It is a Muppet, and okay. it is a new character. In fact, there's an article that he released. The,
0: the question, it, okay, the only question I have, is it a pig? Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: okay. All right.
1: They're, they even released, I think he released an article or something explaining who she is already, but... She Yeah, she's a pig and um, that's part of the plot of the Muppets, the new show is the tension that occurs because she works on the show too mm-hmm. <laughs> that occurs when they have to get Miss Piggy to come back and do the show right? and how she has to deal with and be professional about the whole thing.
0: <laughs> now, I do want to point out the, with the TV Guide. This is the sixth time the Muppets have been on the cover of TV Guide. The first time, and I have it in front of me. Not not the actual um, cover, but. Uh, the first time they were ever on the cover of TV Guide was December 12, 1970 with Ed Sullivan. Oh. Other times that they have been on include August 6, 1977, August 1st, 1981, November 17, 1990, and the last time, March 16, 1996. So this is the sixth time they have been on the cover of TV Guide.
1: Ah. Oh, and... M- You had um, mentioned real quick, Homer and Marge, the episode that you are, that we were freaking out about, or discussing, airs September 27th.
0: Yep, the season premiere.
1: Season premiere, where they will be separating. Bullshit. Bullshit. Okay, we'll we'll be separating for the episode as, you know. Okay. But, um, I'm still going to watch.
0: Okay, now. We're going to have some fun here. Okay. Because uh, of every bad situation, there's got to be some fun in this. Oh, Lord. You know, just to have fun. Because we all can't be sad and depressed all the time.
1: Yeah.
0: So, when you tagged me, what it did, in a good way, was... I got to see a lot of the comments that people wrote. (laughs) So I'm not going to read all 50,000 or 9,000 comments. I'm not going to read all of them. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to read what I feel are some of the best ones. Alright. So without any further ado... Here are the reactions of people around the world of Kermit and Miss Piggy breaking up. What about the children? What will become of the Frigs, Pogs, or whatever? <laughs> this message was brought to you by the letter I and the number one. You know... I never thought of this relationship so much as dating in the first place. More like stalking. First Barbie and Ken, and now Kermit and Miss Piggy? Okay. Interesting.
1: They got back together, by the way, but
0: nonetheless... Oh, never made made it on the
1: news. Uh, Yeah, they... That was also a publicity stunt from Mattel to sell a new male doll, and they figure, whoa, the only way we could get him in here is by breaking up Barbie and Ken. <laughs> Anyways,
0: gone. <laughs> All right. All right. I can handle Blake and Miranda and Will and Jada, but the Kermit and Miss Piggy?
1: No! Again, Will and Jade are fine. Exactly. Just just want to, yeah, just want to. this was
0: before he published that were Yeah. Okay. Kermy, I just talked to Piggy, and I'm pretty sure she made her decision too hasty. I hope she'll overthink that and see that the both of you belong together. If you need to talk, send me a PM and give me your phone number, mobile <laughs> or SWAP plan.
1: abused
2: and weirded out at the same time. That was a good one. (laughs) I'm sure they
1: were just joking because... You never know.
2: Some of these people are serious
1: on
0: Facebook. Alright. I'm happy for you, Kermit. She was abusive. And as a role model for the youth of today, you needed to demonstrate the personal strength to break it off.
2: What?
0: Miranda and Blake, Ben and Jen, Gwen and Gavin, and now you and the swine? Jesus! What in the world are we going to do? I I thought it was Oh, my goodness. All right. Not a surprise there. Then Fozzie and Miss Piggy are made for each other. I still love Fozzie, though. He's so cute and cuddly. He was my very fave growing up and still is. Go, Fozzie, go! Oh, my God. <laughs> oh,
1: okay.
0: Here, Okay, here's a good one. She's having an affair with an animal. I hear he's a beast in bed.
1: Whoa. (laughs) That's right. Just throw her under the bus.
0: (laughs) Alright. Miss Piggy was always high maintenance, and she would flirt with all the other guests when they had their old show.
1: Yeah, that is a good point. Oh my, okay. She did
0: Good, good on you, Kermit. She was so controlling and often didn't take your thoughts into consideration. There are plenty more pigs in the pasture and frogs in the pond for you to choose from.
1: Okay. I I think that's a fair statement.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm here for you, Kermit. I know it's hard to not have Miss Piggy in your life. My prayers are with you. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay, here it is. My husband and I played your version of the Rainbow Connection at our wedding last year, Kermie. I am so sad to hear that you are breaking up after all these years. I think you'll probably get back together. You always do. Because despite Miss Piggy's loud and gruff manner, she loves you, and despite your quiet, subtle ways, I know you love her too.
2: Wow.
0: Wow. Oh, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a sad, I think it's sad that you're depriving children of a positive example of what a marriage and partnership can be like. Don't you think they see divorce enough in their homes or with their friends' parents? Wouldn't it be nice if they had one relationship that they could learn from and find a hope in for themselves for when they grow up? For me, it was the parents on Growing Pains. I learned a lot about communication my relationships with that show. God knows I needed it since I didn't have anything remotely like that in my own home. Oh my I feel God. bad for kids today. Nothing is sacred anymore. These are some of <laughs> the best. These are
2: some of the best. Today. <laughs>
0: I have so much to say. <laughs> wow. Oh. like I said, I'm not. Believe me, I am not reading all nine thousand comments. I it, if I if I did if I could I would. Now, i oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, wow, um, that's two totally different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Alan Thick will be happy to hear that one. I know.
1: Yeah, all the bad press his son has been him as of late, I'm sure he'll be thrilled to know that somebody.
0: <laughs> Off topic, real quick. Did you hear? In the news, This was about a month ago. Robin Thicke asked his dad to stop having sex while his music is on. That's a true story.
1: That is really... You know, it's weird. His mom's like a born again Christian that's like speaking out against. Oh, man.
0: Oh, God. Okay.
1: <laughs> so weird. Yeah. <sighs> that now- is creepy because I saw Alan Thicke and his wife on the celebrity wife swap once and... Wow, really bad image.
0: All right. Now, all I'm waiting on is Mickey and Minnie to call it quits, and Donald and Daisy also. What is the world coming to?
2: Well. All
0: right. (laughs) Come on, Kermit. She's been chasing you for about 50 years and never caught you. I believe in your old age and all that running, you thought you were in a relationship. Dementia, maybe? (laughs) I like that one. Oh, all right. Was she living high on the hog? Was he jumping to conclusions? All right. In all reality, she was seeing Oscar in the can, man. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Curvet, your ex, was a manipulative, self centered, and physically abusive porker. You were better off without her, as her overbearing personality really repressed your noble green soul. Now get out in that swamp and make tadpoles, froggy style.
2: Whoa.
0: <laughs> oh, my. Oh, dear lord. <laughs> We are. I think we already have the explicit tag up for this show, but these, but these comments are gonna do it. Okay. If a pig and a frog can't make it work, the rest of us have no chance. But rumor has it that Miss Piggy and Papa Smurf was doing the wild tag, and Kermit walked in on them. I feel. I really feel bad for Kermit. So much of my childhood ruined in just one comment. <laughs> hey, Good God. <laughs> okay, here's, here's the next one. Is the only monogamous Muppet couple still together? Gonzo and Camilla and her four chicken girlfriends, whom they sleep, eat, travel with full time? Does that mean Muppet love only survives with polyamory or sister wives? <laughs> Do Janice and Floyd Pepper even count? It's pretty obvious they've been on the road a long time and have probably taken too much acid. This is international news. Don't downplay it, people. Sign of the times.
1: What the hell? <laughs> I-, I don't even know.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: So there is, and um, I don't want to give too much away, but on the Muppets preview, there is another interspecies couple, so. Wow.
0: Yeah. All right. I, <laughs> I guess Miss Piggy really wanted to make it official to be married with him, and Kermit didn't want, and didn't want, yet, yeah, and Kermit didn't want to, to give her that after such a very long time. It's either be married or go y'all's ways. And for Kermit, guess it was too easy for him to be in a relationship with someone else too quickly. While Miss Piggy kept herself quiet of their relationship till it was time to say something. Which I am sure was really breaking her heart. Kind of funny how Kermit is like Rachel from the show Friends. Where she started to date someone that looked just like Ross. Hint hint, a.k.a. Denise. I think Miss Piggy is Ross in this breakup pictured with kermit being as rachel i hope things will change because really they both kermit and piggy are a match made from heaven miss piggy believed it since day one she laid eyes on him
1: yeah um denise is kermit's new girlfriend by the way
0: oh okay she yeah okay it's true Apparently, Miss Piggy was once an Olympic champion and had his face on a box of Wheaties. He could no longer hide from his true self and made the transformation into Miss Piggy. Q Walk on the wild side, and the colored girls sang. They sang, doo da doo da da Um, let's see. Let me find another good one. Okay. How the hell can I have faith in relationships when Muppets can't even stay together?
2: That's a good point, <laughs> <can't>. Alright.
0: <laughs> why, why you feel the need to bring adult problems and issues in children programming is beyond me. The best gift you could give a child is a childhood, as long as possible. Till now, I thought that was what the Muppets were all about.
1: Yeah, no. They were originally intended for adults. Sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, people don't remember that.
0: Oh my god, I'm having so much fun. I, I wish I could do this forever. Uh,
1: and that is why, ladies and gentlemen, it
0: is not always a good idea to comments. <laughs> well, it's not a good idea that it. it I only do this uh, anyway. This is not new news. When Miss Piggy published her book, her and Kermit were not together. That was like ten years ago. LOL. Oh, God. I. Okay. Uh. Uh, I thought you were married to Miss Piggy, and she just had chosen to keep her stage name. I don't really understand.
1: And, that I think they're bringing up a huge debate over the Muppet fandom, is that, was the wedding in Muppets Take Manhattan real or a play? Right. Um, All
0: right, I'm going to read a few more, and then we'll stop. mm Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that Miss Piggy didn't want to wake up every morning with a frog in her throat.
1: Oh, I've heard that joke. That's
0: Alright. You should know, Kermit, that Miss Piggy is telling people that it's a joint decision when really it was all down to her. You're better off without her. You can eat your bacon booties in peace now. (sighs) Well. Oh, God. Okay, I got it. Oh, man. This is a good one. So the song I'm Gonna Always Love You really was written by a child who had no idea what love was all about. Go figure. But seriously, I am pleased they have broken up as he really deserved better, but in the same aspect, I'm a little sad and also. I mean, my childhood is Kermit and Piggy being together and the others buzzing around like usual, but... They are the Moopits. So that is rather normal. But with the way things were between them, yes, doing their own thing is probably best for both of them. Then again, that doesn't mean they won't go back together. I mean, look at Barbie and Ken. She ran off with a surfer only to come back to Ken a few years later.
1: That is a very healthy perspective. And very true, that's what happened. Um.
0: <laughs> Okay. Hey, Kermit, my pet frog, Barney, is 29, single and ready to mingle. <laughs> she doesn't have a show career or the goods, but she's not a diva like Miss Piggy. <laughs> oh my
2: God. That, that has to
0: be the best one. I don't... That or the give me your phone number, cell, or swap line. <laughs> or
1: then the one who, went up, who somehow... Re- com- related them to the parents on Growing Pains. Yes! I, mean, yeah, I, I love Growing Pains, too. I just, It's just kind of a leap there.
0: Alright. Thank God! Miss Piggy was so abusive to Kermit, he deserves better, and I hope he lives happily ever after with a frog just as great as him. I think Miss Piggy and Fuzzy Bear would be a new catch. I ship for Fuzzy Bear and Miss Piggy!
1: Yeah, you're going to be sorely disappointed when you see
0: the Muppets trailer. Um, Because that ain't happening. All right. Kermit the Frog, you get back together with Piggy this instant. You two love each other and belong together. Why not marry her? Get over your commitment issues, swamp for brains. (laughs) He does have
1: commitment issues. I will say that much.
0: I always thought that, but wow. Uh, okay, why are so many people writing about Piggy banging animals? Really? That's like the third one I'm looking at. <clears throat> Alright. Uh, here's one. I'm sorry the relationship between you and Miss Piggy ended Kermit the Frog. That's very sad indeed. Take what time you need to grieve the relationship and know that you are not the only one. We've all been there. Wow, that was sort of serious. Okay. Kermit, I am single and looking for a partner as kind and thoughtful as you. And I love the color green. Sorry, Miss Piggy, but you don't want him anymore. Wow. One, okay, this is the last one. Right. Hi, Kermy. You can stay with me if you need a place to sleep. My boyfriend and I will take care of you. We, we're living in the Netherlands, and the Netherlands looks like one big swamp. You will be happy here. Let me know if you want to stay a few weeks with us.
1: Well, that is a very nice comment. Oh. I think. It-
0: Yes, and yes, there are over 9,000 comments on this. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would have to be, like, if I read every one of them, that'd have to be an entire episode. Yeah. Oh, oh my those, oh, The, the <laughs> I don't know. The Ross and Rachel one was pretty good, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: But anyways, September
0: twenty second, eight PM. Yep. We'll see. Yeah, we'll we will <laughs> we will definitely see. Uh Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, we've talked so much about different topics that it's yeah. now time for our picks of the month.
1: Right. It is.
0: And Danielle, I will let you start with your movie of the month.
1: Oh boy. Okay. Um <clears throat> Well, I figured that in the tradition um, of the fact that it is um, that we are talking about the Muppets, I would highly rec- I was going to recommend um, Muppet Treasure Island because see, a lot of people want to say, "Oh, the '90s was such a horrible period for the Muppets. Oh my God, everything they did sucked." Or Jim Henson was gone, this and that. No. Muppet Treasure Island... um, Muppets in Space, I can agree, was a pretty bad... Yeah. All around. Mm hmm It was. But Muppet Treasure Island was a great movie. They... And it... it, it, Yeah, it's not like Muppet Christmas Carol, where they stayed so completely close to the origin story. It was amazing. But they deviated from it but they you know yeah it's a really it's the spirit of the Muppets just as they were in the 80s in the 90s and they um and it's interesting because they're you know they're not Kermit and Miss Piggy they're um Captain Smollett and Benjamin Gunn but um and I posted a clip from it when um On my Throwback Thursday on my Facebook, Um, but my favorite uh, part—I have two favorite parts—but is uh, they, um, because in the original story, Treasure Island, Ben Gunn is a um, guy, and but they uh, um, changed the adaptation to include Miss Piggy. So, Benjamin Gunn is his ex that he stood up at the altar,
2: Mm.
1: (laughs) and they're reunited, and they get. kidnapped, (laughs) they're singing this song, this love song. (laughs) And they're like, this is a bit of a spoiler, but I don't care. Um, (laughs) So they're tied up, and they're dangling over a cliff, and they're singing this love song to each other as they're dangling helplessly over a cliff, which would be a very traumatic thing if it weren't for the fact that it was juxtaposed with the pirates getting buried treasure and tossing it in the air excitedly. Yeah. (laughs) At the same time, it just... Oh, my God. Just the clip of that alone is hilarious. And Rizzo the rats in it he, um, and it, he got the other rats to come thinking on the treasure on the voyage, thinking it's like a regular cruise ship, like a carnival cruise line or something. So they're all like they're wandering around like tourists shirts on. And uh, it is it is probably one of my top. I have two favorite Muppet movies. It's that one and The Great Muppet Capers. But I feel like a lot of people are so quick to down the 90s version of the Muppets when in reality they actually um, picked it up pretty well at first. Mm-hmm. So I think I highly recommend if you get a chance, watch Muppet Treasure Island. And and I, And I wanted
0: to point this out because I was a little surprised you didn't mention him. Tim Curry plays Long John Silver in
1: the movie. Yes, he does, and does a brilliant job.
0: He is the he is the villain in the movie. So. Yes. All right, I am going to stick with my theme from earlier for my movie of the month. It is UHF, starring Weird Al Yankovic. Um, this is the only movie that Weird Al did, which he starred in, and it is a cult classic. And if I told you that these people were in this movie, some of you probably would not believe me. Besides Weirdo, the movie stars Victoria Jackson of Saturday Night Live fame, Kevin McCarthy, Michael Richards, aka Kramer from Seinfeld, and Fran Drescher, aka The Nanny. Now, this movie came out in 1989, and unfortunately, it just got swamped in that big summer of 89 there was uh, Batman there was the third Indiana Jones movie there were so many movies in that summer of 1989 that unfortunately this movie didn't really get a true opportunity to um, you know be seen as it as it was as a very good comedy it took many years until it came out on DVD And that's when the cult following really began. And it is one of the funniest movies ever, I think. And it just got released on Blu-ray. So if you have a Blu-ray player, which I honestly don't know many people that do, um, (laughs) I I would recommend getting the Blu-ray. And if you don't have the Blu-ray, get it on DVD. The DVD is really good because... It's one of the DVDs where you could flip it on both sides and you could still play the movie on other sides. Um, But it is a real funny movie. Yes, there's some stupid stuff in there, but it's weird out. It's supposed to be stuff like that. And I was just looking at something on IMDb and apparently it aired on Turner Classic Movies some time ago, which is real funny. Um, Wow. Yeah. Um, Some of the shows that they come up with in the movie, like Conan the Librarian, Gandhi 2, Gandhi 2 I really like, uh, the commercial for Spatula City, Wheel of Fish, it's just absolutely funny. It really is. So go, go get UHF. Alright, we're now going to go to our mo- or our album of the month, and since Danielle started with the movie, I will do the album of the month. And guess what? I'm staying with the Weird Al theme!
1: Of course!
0: Yes, because I went to his concert. Now, <laughs> I had to be honest, and, and I think this is a very hard question for any diehard Weird Al fan. What is his best album? I honestly, I think that is one of life's most difficult questions. My answer would have to be the album of the month for August, his third studio album, Dare to be Stupid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It comes off or it comes after the second album in 3D, which is the one that he put out, Eat It, which is the song that made him famous for forever and a day, even if he never did another album again or if it never was successful. Um, but this one is so good. Like, it's so much better. Um, let me find the album and I can tell you guys about it. Um, the, the big track from that album is Like a Surgeon, which everybody knows the parody of Madonna's Like a Virgin. Mm -hmm. Um, also has Dare to Be Stupid, I Want a New Duck, uh, one of my personal favorite breakup songs of all time, One More Minute. Uh, It has Yoda, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, They do a cover of the George of the Jungle theme song. Um, It also has Slime Creatures from Outer Space, Girls Just Want to Have Lunch, This is the Life, Cable TV, and it ends with one of, maybe my favorite polka of of all of his albums, Hooked on Polkas, which really hits the... Eighties music, see, it's just so good, um, and it's and it's a real treat. It's a very good album. Like I said, it comes right after In um, Three D, which was the the second album, and it's right after Eat It, and he still gets it, you know, after that. But that's my favorite Weird Al album, and that is my album of the month for August.
1: Woohoo! Yeah, that was. Um, <coughs> Okay, um, let me just get a sense to get myself together here. Um, can't, my album, you can't recover
0: from all that weird owlness.
1: Yes, it's a, <laughs> weird owl is a very tough act to follow. I will say that definitely. Um, but I'm going to say my album of the month. Um, some people might think this is kind of an odd choice or that um, it's more geared towards teenagers. And maybe, yeah, maybe it is. Um, but a few, about a month ago, I did an interview on Bill's other show in my life. And I had mentioned that I had gone to um, the Virgin Megastore when I was a teenager. And my mom only let me and my sister pick one CD. And... Uh, well, this is a CD that I was getting, and that was "Simple Plans." No pads, no helmets, just balls. Um, and it it was um, it, it kind of um, sort of captures a lot of stuff. When you're a teenager, you can easily relate to it. Like, um, but even as an adult, there's song like um, "I feel like I'm having the worst day over and over again." And, and even, and yeah, it might sound like somebody whining or whatever, but sometimes there are those days when you just want to like, say, Hey, today sucks. Or, um, I have another one called perfect, which is about, um, how they felt like they couldn't reach their father's expectations of what they wanted to be like as a kid. Um, so they feel frustrated and like, and they say, I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. I can relate to that now. Um, they have, um, there's a bonus track called I Don't Want to Be Told to Grow Up and saying that, yeah, this is who I am. I just sit around, I listen to music. Um, I'm immature, I'm this way. You know, I'm just me. And so, might not be as exciting as Weird Al but it's it's a good album i was 17 years old when i bought it originally um but i, I still listen to it to this day it's still um it's still a huge part i don't know if there um if there's Oh, okay. They are still together, apparently. Uh, What's the name of the band again? Simple Plan. Simple
0: Plan, okay.
1: Simple Plan. Um, their song, I Don't Want to Be Told to Grow Up, it, it was used in a Six Flags commercial when it was first out. Um, used to. Um, I remember hearing it. That was my first exposure to them was that song, I Don't Want to Be Told to Grow Up. And... But yeah, check it out. It's pop-punk, so I know some people have an issue with that type
0: of music, but it's really good album. I I just want to point out real quick, because Danielle did mention um, she was on In My Life, which is a new show that I have, and I did switch all the shows to another uh, podcast place, because that was my decision. Danielle's is the most Listen to episode so far <laughs> by like four listens if that makes any sense i
1: will i will confess that some of them were me though so i don't know how many people
0: well i won't say the number
1: okay but
0: uh, but yeah i mean right now you. yeah you have the most listened to well
1: thank you so much i actually reposted on my facebook last night because and since you had moved it and I posted from the old ones, right. Yeah, but thank you, those who listened. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, that's going to do it for us for this month. So, um, if you guys have any questions, comments, if you want to get on the whole Kermit Miss Piggy breakup with hilarious comments, well, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if they could top them. Uh, just send me an email by one six one five two four at gmail.com and. I will post in the description our Facebook group's you guys can join, Nostalgia Crew. Okay, for next month, and I I wanted to make this a surprise for Danielle, so I'm going to tell her on the air right now. What? No, this is a good thing. Okay, this I a, know. I'm just, the way you said it, I was like,
1: oh, oh no. Oh, no, I know. Okay. Okay.
0: Next month, because... In September, when we were all kids, it would be the beginning of Saturday morning cartoon season. Mm-hmm. For next month's show, we are going to review, the both of us, we're going to review a Saturday morning special which would lead into the cartoons, the brand new shows, Hi. the new episodes. I do have one. Um, I'm going to send it to Daniel a little bit later. And we will we will both watch it, and we will review it for the month of September. Great. And that will be one of the many things that we'll talk about next month on Nostalgia Crew. Whew. So, for Danielle, I'm Bill. Hope you guys enjoyed Nostalgia Crew, and we'll talk to you all next time.